NEI Hoops Report, the number one rated NEI basketball coverage in the world, is proud to present the Road to Muni podcast with Junior and Pat. Hello, NEI Hoops Nation, and uh, welcome to another conference tournament uh, breakdown. This time we're in the Mid-South Conference, uh, arguably one of the best uh, conferences in the country. Um, I know that, uh, you know, maybe this year, uh, outside of the past few years, uh, we've seen a top five team coming into the national tournament into our coming from the Mid-South team, our Mid-South conference. Uh, you know, a couple of years ago, Shawnee State won a national title. Uh, they always seem to have teams uh, in the Final Four or Fab Four, uh, like Thomas Moore uh, did last year. Uh, but this year, a little bit more balanced, and it's caused some teams to uh, lose a few more games than uh, they have in the past. And uh, you know, you're, you're seeing a lot of teams in that like eight to 15 range or eight to 20 range right now, uh, from the mid South. And, uh, uh, but this is a league that, you know, I'm not going to be surprised if they, uh, they should probably, or will probably get six teams in, uh, we'll see if a seventh team, uh, gets in with Cumberland's, uh, but right now you're, you're seeding wise. We'll just jump into that first. Uh, uh, the first uh, seed is going to be Georgetown. So in this league is a little bit different. So, uh, on the 21st, and, and we'll talk about those games, uh, is the opening round. And then the top four teams in the Mid-South are, are actually going to get buys. So as I'm talking about seeding here, uh, these top four teams are going to get a buy. And then we'll talk about the, the opening round matchups uh, as uh, 12 teams actually do make it uh, to the Mid-South Conference Tournament. Uh, but the one seed is Georgetown uh, coming in at 24-4. and four. Uh, Shawnee State uh, will be the four seed at, at uh, 17-11. and 11. Uh, Freed Hardeman is going to be the two seed coming down uh, at 20-8. and eight. Um, and Thomas Moore rounds up the top four uh, seeds with at a 21 and seven record. Uh, so those are the four teams that again will get a bye. Uh, they will play on the 25th. Uh, but these opening round games on the 21st, uh, the eight nine seed uh, will be uh, Bethel, uh, Tennessee as uh, the eight seed playing facing off against Cumberland. The nine seed uh, we're going to see the five seed Pikeville uh, taking on Wilberforce. Uh, the 12 seed have Cumberland's. Uh, the seven seed taking on the 10 seed Campbellsville. And then we're rounding up the 21st uh, with a matchup of the 6-seed Tennessee uh, Southern uh, facing off against 11-seed Lindsey Wilson. And uh, uh, like I said, Pat, uh, a lot of good teams here. I do think that uh, it, traditionally this is a league that gets six teams in. Um, right now, uh, you know, you had in the last ARC ratings, uh, Pikeville and uh, Cumberland, or Pikeville and Cumberlands. Uh, we're hanging on uh, into those ARC ratings. I think Pikeville with their win over Thomas Moore uh, is sitting comfortably uh, now, especially now that you got the five seed um, in the in the mid south or fifth seed in the mid south conference tournament here, um, and even the six seed UT Southern uh, I believe is firmly in too. Uh, and then from there, this is a, a crack shoot. Um, I mean, we've seen this league where a Cumberland team, uh, who's a nine seed in this league, I believe they were as the highest number twelfth ranked team in the country at one point in this season. Yeah, I know. And this league is crazy. You think about, you know, not too long ago, Thomas Moore was the number one team in the country, right? And this Fried Harbin team was playing really good ball a few weeks ago. And just top to bottom, I think, I don't, I mean, if I was Georgetown, I wouldn't feel safe, right? This team is, you know, feels like anybody's uh, when you look at the bracket. I mean, this, the Thomas Moore team scares me to death because I just think they're so good and we've seen what they can do you know, defensively, the teams, they can just absolutely suffocate them. But it's going to be interesting um, to see how this whole thing plays out. 
Yeah, I mean, you, you alluded to it. I mean, uh, Georgetown's coming in. They, they're on a six-game win streak, and uh, deservedly so, the one seed here. And uh, But, I mean, all the way down, all across the board here, I mean, you got Freed Harmon with the three-game three win streak. You got uh, uh, Pikeville, who's riding in two big wins coming in, uh, including in a top uh, top 25 run uh, against number 16, Thomas Moore. Um, you know, and you just have a lot of a lot of teams here that, uh, um, yeah, I mean, is there a heavy favorite in this one? Like, a, like we talked about in the cascade when, with the college of Idaho? No, you know, this is a, a team that I, or a league that, uh, I'm not so sure. I wouldn't be surprised if, a, a one of those six, seven, eight, nine seeds, uh, right. thing. And, and, uh, it just, the way it happens in the mid South, um, you, you know, the, the last couple of years, I know that Thomas Moore and Georgetown and, uh, some of those heavy hitters have, have, have come our way with these championships, but, uh, and Shawnee state even two years ago when they won a national title, but, um, but yeah, I mean, you have to man, this is, especially when you have 12 teams in a, in a league tournament, uh, navigating the, navigating yourself to a championship becomes that much tougher. Yeah. And you mentioned the Cumberland's team, you know, a, a little bit ago, just imagine, you know, this, they, they win their first round game against Campbellsville. They beat a Freed Harbin team who's been kind of sliding here towards the end of the season and then find a way to get hot against Thomas Moore. And they, they have found themselves into the Mid-South champion, I mean, I, championship. That is not, you know, that far out of the realm of possibility. No, and they're, they're a really good team. I mean, uh, Stephen Fitzgerald is one of the top scorers in the, in the country. Jahee Henson's a, a electric score as well. I mean, they have the talent on this team. Uh, you know, it's just one of those things that are, you know, we're, you know, <laughs> Where, what do the Raiders do with a team like Cumberland's, especially if they lose in the first round? You know, uh, if they're playing, they'd have to play a two seed if they were if they were just a quarterfinal game, you know, and uh, play Freed Hardman in the first round. But now they have to play, they get a chance to get an extra win here against Campbellsville uh, in the opening round before they have to go play a quarterfinal game. So, you know, taking advantage of that extra game could mean a lot for a team like Cumberland's. Who needs to see their or see their uh, RPI go up a little bit here as they're uh, kind of flirting and teetering that line as a team that uh, may be in or out, um, and they need to like you said, you know, a team like that's pretty dangerous as they get playing here because uh, they may not have a tomorrow here, and uh, if they're going to try to improve the resume and get a couple big wins here early in the Mid South Conference, maybe they play themselves into a little bit more firm yes here. Yeah, that's a great point about just adding an additional win. I I hadn't even thought of that. That's so true. Just to kind of boost your record even that much more and build upon what you've already accomplished, really, like you said, can go a long way. Yeah, I mean, when you're looking at primary criteria uh, for the selection committee, uh, a win percentage is is one of the first ones listed. And, uh, you know, when you're a a team at 17-11, and we seem to have a lot of those 17-11, 18-12 and type teams that are on the bubble – uh, yeah, you got a team that uh, all of a sudden you could be 18-11 and get to that 18 win mark. And, you know, if you upset Freed Hardman, all of a sudden now you're at 19-11. And if you lose, you're at 19-12. And maybe that separates you from a ninth, as 19-12 compared to an 18-12 or 17-11 uh, type team here. But, uh, yeah, I mean, uh, let's jump in. I mean, the opening round game that you're most uh, looking forward to here. I think that I, I'll stick with the Cumberland's team. I want to see what they can do. I, I think if there's a team that can, you know, be a dark horse in this, it, it's going to be them. I, just the ability, if they can, you know, kind of control the game against Campbellsville and really build some confidence and roll into that Freed Hardman game, I think that that Cumberland's team is, is going to be interesting to watch. 
Yeah, and what's nice about these opening round games is the higher seed is going to host in this one. Um, and then the the actual uh, final eight teams will actually go to Bowling Green, Kentucky, uh, and all play at one site. But, uh, you know, this this is a fun little uh, opening round. There's a couple couple of real fun matchups. I, obviously, the game you just mentioned, um, you know, I, I'll just mention this one. I mean, Wilberforce, who uh, had only won two games, uh, or one game, I believe, or something. Or, or, sorry, won, won two games uh, coming into the final two weeks here. Um, and then you got a... Uh, uh, Cumberland team here. Uh, I'm actually gonna go with this eight nine seed. You know, we, we I alluded to Cumberland a little bit earlier. Um, super talented, uh, was as high as number twelve in the country uh, at one point. Now as a nine seed here, um, you know they're they're a team that has to win the the conference tournament uh, championship to make the the NEI national tournament. Uh, but they're talented. And they're, they they do. Uh, excuse me. They're a talented team that uh, can make some noise here. Uh, but they have to get through a tough, tough Bethel team. And, and Bethel is the eight seed. Uh, man, they've been so good at home. And as we've seen all across the country, um, and especially in this league, you know, with the shiny states and, and different teams that are so dang good at home, Bethel is right up there as, as a team that uh, uh, has some big-time uh, top 25 wins on their on their home court. Uh, so tough to win. So uh, I'll, I'll take the eight, nine seed. I know that's a, it's probably the easy way out because of the, the two highest-ranked teams uh, coming in. But uh, – um, certainly a fun matchup uh, with with Bethel and Cumberland, and then, uh, like you said, we'll see if they can uh, go into the second round here and uh, get a neutral court win against Georgetown afterwards. But uh, um, both teams here, Pat. So, uh, do you have a have a dark horse you want to take a stab at? Are you going to stick with Cumberland's here? I'm guessing. I'm not. I'm not going to stick with Cumberland's, even though they're the only team I've talked about here in this segment. But I'm going to roll with Thomas Moore. I, I think this Thomas Moore team defensively can guard anybody right and when you think about you know tournaments that are at a neutral site you think first who has the best defensive team because sometimes it's a little difficult to adjust when you're shooting at a different backdrop but who can you know defense travels more than offense in my opinion and I think this Thomas Moore team you know played some really good ball in the middle of the season and is a team that can compete you know not only for a mid-south title but also for a national championship yeah, and we we haven't really talked a ton about it here in these conference tournament breakdowns, but uh, you know, you you have teams that are trending upwards, you have teams that are trending downwards a little bit, and and uh, as a three seed, you know, Thomas Moore is trending a little bit downwards, so uh, certainly a dark horse uh, maybe to to win it uh, as you're not talking about one of the top two teams, uh, but a team that that you know doesn't have a lot of momentum, I wouldn't say coming into the uh, mid south tournament, but uh, still a very very dangerous team. Um, I'm going to go a little bit outside. I'm not going too far, but uh, I'm going to go with this Pikeville team. You know, I, I think that uh, uh, Ty Compton has done a great job uh, with the Pikeville Bears. And this is a team that, um, you know, before we moved one division uh, and, and Coach Kelly Wells, who's a, a legendary head, former head, legendary head coach and now uh, athletic director at Pikeville, had the Bears rolling uh, every year. And a, certainly a team that uh, made deep runs of the national tournament when there was, uh, was just one or two divisions. But they were in NI Division One, um, and I believe this is going to be Pikeville's first return. They should be considered as a lot large bid if they don't get an auto bid. Uh, but th- if they do get in the national tournament, this will be the first uh, uh, trip back uh, since we've moved to one division. And uh, uh, really fun group here, and, and a, a team that you know, like I said, just came off a Thomas Moore win, um, and very good at home. And, and we'll see as they get to, if they can get this first round win against Waterforce, and then as they move into uh, the neutral court games, uh, we'll see what kind of can happen here. And, and uh, you know, get Teddy Parham and 
uh, Sean Monroe uh, here at 17 point, uh, both at around 17 points per game, uh, both very, very good scores. And uh, uh, even Corbin Spencer, who's, who's having a really good year. Um, this is a U Pike Bears team to kind of watch out for as we kind of move into the Mid-South Conference uh, Tournament. And uh, certainly uh, as, as they move into the second round, neutral court games, I think that as long as they're not on the road, they can make some noise here. Again, a league that uh, probably has about five teams that are realistically uh, capable of, of winning this league, but uh, um, a, a league that uh, Oklahoma Wesleyan has dominated over the last couple of years and uh, uh, will be the favorites heading into this one, but uh, always a fun tournament to watch, so make sure you turn it, tune in.